tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, our friend Brendan Glasheen returns to break down what's happening in his corner of the NBA world. For those who don't know, Brendan is the play-by-play man for the Maine Celtics of the G League and the WNBA's Connecticut Sun, as well as contributor on ESPN, DraftKings, Action Network as well. Brendan joined me and my co-host PJ Glasser from BetMGM Tonight on a recent episode and gave his unfiltered thoughts on Cleveland, Utah, and Golden State. It's a fun conversation, so Nick, do me a favor and drop that beat. What's your thoughts about sort of what you're seeing from the Cavs down the stretch late in games? Because a few games in a row on the West Coast, they let these leads evaporate into losses. Yeah, four straight losses. That's a tough trip. Golden State, Sacramento, Clippers, and that's a Clippers team that's had guys in and out of the lineup, as we know, Golden State. Like we last talked about when I was on the show, we were wondering, are they going to get their act together? And it, it feels like we're still getting Jekyll and Hyde, Golden State. I think it's 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 a mixture. Now, it's funny you bring that up, Trista, because I thought Cleveland down the stretch in that win against Boston, both of their wins against Boston, overtime, give the ball to Donovan Mitchell and get out of the way. And that's a credit to Darius Garland for being willing, knowing he's been in Cleveland longer than Mitchell, to sort of hand it off to the star player that they acquired via trade. And Mitchell made big shots down the stretch. And I think now opponents have looked at Cleveland. They're going to give the ball to Mitchell. Everyone else is going to get out of the way, and he's going to do his thing. Now, they've looked great at home. Cleveland, even in the, in the LeBron era, Cleveland has always had great fans. They've had a great home court advantage with with LeBron James. And even when they drafted Kyrie Irving, they, they sort of still had a star at the end of games. Now, I think for Cleveland, they've got to find different ways other than giving it to Mitchell and everyone else getting out of the way. They've got enough shooters, and Garland has been an all-star player, the way his the numbers he's put up. So... I think it's just that they've become a little predictable mm-hmm. how they want to finish these games. And it's more so now of Mitchell trusting what he has around him. And I would like to think based on what this roster has done, it's, it feels weird to say because 
how good Utah was, their consistency at the end with players. I think Cleveland has just as good surrounding cast players that find the open man and make the right play. So yeah. I think that's what that is. It's a, it's a learning curve down the stretch. It's a, it's a new team when you have a superstar being your best player. Yeah, and maybe even better than what Utah had, honestly, in terms of the youth. I agree. You, you mentioned Utah, obviously the new head coach, Will Hardy, has some roots in Boston. I'm curious if you had any sort of interactions with him and and what you think, just either from what you know uh, from talking to him or talking to people around him, what is his special sauce and why he's been able to be so successful immediately on a team that many thought was not only going to be rebuilding, but actively tanking, and they've looked awesome. I don't know Will personally. I know the Celtics were very interested in Will Hardy. He was one of their top candidates before they uh, decided to move forward with Ime Udoka, but Hardy was someone that the Celtics were in discussions with to be the the next coach, and Brad Stevens has spoken very highly of him. Uh, Folks in Milwaukee have spoke very highly of him. Look, it's I made this comparison a couple weeks ago when I last joined. They remind me of the the JV Celtics, like a bunch of cast of characters who people don't really believe in. That They're maybe slightly overpaid because previous teams gave them big contracts, and they've put guys like Laurie Markkinen in great positions to not only put up good numbers, but play winning basketball. Jordan Clarkson, to me, is a phenomenal player who gets overlooked. He Mm might have been like option three with Mitchell and Gobert, when those two were there, now Jordan Clarkson has unlocked other skills and other abilities that we may not have seen at, at this level. He's been fantastic for them. So I think it's just guys playing with a chip on their shoulder, and, and Will has always had. I think a lot of times in the NBA when assistant coaches are, are promoted or get that first opportunity to be a head coach, a lot of times they think that the relationship they have with individual players goes a long way. And of course, the next step, in like any sport, when you go from the assistant or the coordinator role to head coach, you've got to oversee the whole operation. You're the sound piece for the organization. And Will has been able to filter whatever those individual relationships were with previous jobs into the overall team concept. And they've, they've played team basketball and they've been great. If you've been, if you're a better and you like Utah, they've been good against the spread and they've been good overall. And then they continue to respond. So a lot of folks around the NBA had nothing but great things to say about Will Hardy. So it's a bit surprising because you wonder when, when Danny Ainge was appointed as someone who was going to oversee the operation, I wondered, well, knowing Danny Ainge, he loves to accumulate draft picks and the Wembenyama sweepstakes. They were one team that popped up in conversations because Danny Ainge, would either be in in conversations here in Boston. He was always connected to, all right, we're going to move up and get Jason Tatum. We're going to draft Jalen Brown instead of Chris Dunn, for example, back in 2016. Or we flip those picks and go get Anthony Davis or Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. So Danny Ainge attracted to draft picks. And right now this collection of talent, they have certainly exceeded expectations. And that's a credit to Hardy. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 
A major think yeah. piece actually just came out on Clay Thompson. Steve Kerr basically said that the Warriors dynasty, as we know it, is in its last year. Do you like their younger core to move forward with this dynasty? Or do you think that he's right that the dynasty after this year, especially with all the contract stuff, is truly over? It feels very last dance-ish. And I know that's like really dangerous territory to step into because it sounds like I'm comparing the Jordan Bulls to this team, but it, the comparisons are fair. They've dominated the league. They've been in the finals. And that's, of course, without Durant, then with Durant, and then without Durant again. But as I mentioned, they, they had a nice win against San Antonio the other night in blowout fashion. And that's the Warriors at home, of course. So they're a different squad when they're at home. That home court advantage is real. They had a great third quarter. The Warriors are the best third quarter team in basketball. They outscored the Spurs 38-23. But their star players, and by the way, I, I left out Andrew Wiggins, who was arguably the NBA Finals MVP, had it not been for Steph and what he means to this run that they've been on over the previous years. But they got great nights out of their bench. Kaminga, Anthony Lamb, go UVM, uh, Vermont, Catamounts, Anthony Lamb, great player there. <laughs> Moody, was it was phenomenal in that game. So they're still looking to get more out of Wiseman, which is a work in progress because he didn't play at the end of last year. So they're, they're, they're top pick Wiseman who by the way they took him because the year they were without Thompson and Curry was hurt they had a high draft pick that year of course I I, I don't want to you know I, I'm not trying to get on freezing cold takes and say they're done they're out of it if they get in in that top if they can get in the play-in minimum do you want to play them I don't think so no. I don't no. think you want to run into this team it feels to me that they're playing like let's just get in or by Christmas get our rotation figured out give Steph Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, if he, if needed, give these guys their appropriate rest, solve all their internal issues, and then by Christmas, we'll take off and start taking games seriously. It's truly, it's not like in the Super Bowl, we always talk about the team that loses the Super Bowl, that they're in danger. Well, I think in the NBA, when you win the whole thing and you've won as much as this team has, it's hard to get up every night in the regular season and take big games. And that's why I think tonight's a great spot for them. Like, oh, this is the team that won the most games in the West last year. They got humiliated on their home court in game seven by Dallas. They're going to be fired up for this one more than we will. Oh, you think we won't be ready to go? So they've been inconsistent. Their bench has been inconsistent. They need more consistency to give guys like Curry and Thompson nights where they don't have to play 35 to 38 minutes and be dominant. BitMGM Tonight airs Monday through Friday live, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's available on demand on the Odyssey app, also in podcast form, wherever you find your podcast. A million thanks to my co-host Ryan Horvath and my super producer, Cameron Gray. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back Monday with an all-new episode. Please check out the feed as well. For many episodes and past episodes, they drop pretty much every single day. I'm doing a lot of work for y'all, so listen up. Do not forget to download, subscribe, please tell your friends, every single one of them, and follow us on social at The Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs>